This episode of According to Flint is brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, who is proud to bring the Western lifestyle and outdoor enthusiasts together for conservation projects, enhancing elk habitat, and ensuring the future of America's hunting heritage. Visit rmef.org for more information. Thanks for listening, and enjoy this episode of According to Flint. Thanks, as always, to our friends at Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation for all their continued support of everything according to Flint, and welcome to episode number 59, and I'm flying solo on this one, and I'm going to call this episode Sports Rivalries and My Experience on College Game Day. We're going to talk about the upcoming schedule, my schedule, the entire Unleash the Beast PBR schedule coming our way, but first... A word from a couple friends of ours, one that I could have used a lot of on a cold morning in Bozeman, Montana, Pendleton Whiskey, and of course, our friends at Montana Silversmiths, episode 59, coming up. This, along with every episode of According to Flint, brought to you by Pendleton Whiskey. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, a whiskey that captures that unique spirit in every bottle. A whiskey made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood glacier water. A whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That is Pendleton whiskey, and that's true Western tradition. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Since 1973, the art of engraving brings to life the artistry that Montana Silversmiths is known for and is fueled by a passion for the Western lifestyle. Montana Silversmiths' buckles and jewelry are more than accessories. They are stories, stories of moments and memories shared through the giving, receiving, and earning of Montana Silversmiths' buckles and jewelry. Celebrate what matters with Montana Silversmiths. Well, welcome to episode number 59, according to Flint. It's just me this week because a lot going on as you watch this podcast. The day of its release is also day number one of the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. You can catch it every night live on the Cowboy Channel, as well as this whole 10 days, first uh, 10 days that this is out. You can catch me every day. Check your uh, Check the listings of the Cowboy Channel outside the barrel every day. My one hour talk, talk show, variety show, whatever you want to call it outside the barrel. A lot of great guests, um, cowboys and cowgirls from the Wrangler NFR, as well as musical guests and other stragglers that we pick up along the way. And also, as you watch this, I have already, we've completed the uh, first stop of the Unleash the Beast tour in Tucson, Arizona. That's right. The season changed. And last year, everybody was concerned about a shortened season. We needed that one transition year for the season to shift. Already underway uh, after Tucson, Arizona. Now, yes, I'm at the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, and I have done this for years. I believe I am in the 18th year of my Outside the Barrel show. Of those 17 or 18 years, I do believe this is the 10th year 
that either RFD TV, Cowboy Channel, they're of course affiliated, has broadcast my Outside the Barrel show. With that in mind, there I always had a deal that if PBR ever fell during the NFR, that I stay and do my Outside the Barrel show at the NFR. So good luck to uh, at St. Louis and Minneapolis, my friends, um, Brinson James and Matt Tarr going to take the reins there. Give uh, give the fans something, a little change up from, from my old shtick that maybe you're sick of. Hope, hopefully not. But huge, huge schedule coming up. Uh, the Unleash the Beast Tour, it's going to be, I get tired looking at it. So let's look at it. What the hell? Let's get tired. As you can see, Tucson, Arizona already done. Uh Depending when you download this podcast, you might be listening. Hell, you might be listening in March. I don't know. St. Louis, Minneapolis. But then, as soon as I get home from the Wrangler NFR, uh, flight book to Manchester, New Hampshire. There you go. Three in a row. Why not? Here's what I say. Why not go to the Northeast? Up on the old Atlantic seaboard. Three weekends in a row in the middle of winter. <laughs> Manchester, New Hampshire, Albany, New York. That's the capital, by the way. And New York City, Madison Square Garden. Some that stand out to me, back to Indianapolis. That was our kickoff to the season last year. Amazing arena, amazing crowd in Indianapolis. And many of you know Sacramento the same way, not to take away any of the others. That weekend of Eugene, Oregon, that was originally scheduled AT&T Stadium. I personally, for what it's worth, I have nothing to do with scheduling. I love the fact we're going to Eugene, Oregon, up in the great Northwest, which I love anyway, instead of AT&T Stadium, because our world finals, as you can see at the end of the year, is in Fort Worth, Texas. Let's not flood the market too much. So Eugene is a good addition to the schedule. Always great in Little Rock about the same time of year. Milwaukee, which was earlier in the year, midwinter last year, now in March. New Orleans, not a brand new market, but first time in a lot of years, over a decade, I'm sure. Albuquerque, of course, no doubt there. And end up with three markets that I like because in our world, they're probably the smallest markets we go to. Sioux Falls, Nampa, Billings, then the back-to-back -back of Everett and Tacoma. Louisville, Kentucky originally was scheduled um, in Missouri, into Louisville. Good move. I like it. And then, of course, you can see it. There you go. <sighs> see me about mid-March. Let's see how the knees feel. So I want to get to a few things today, but I decided to do a, a, a fly solo podcast for something that I wouldn't know. I don't know if it's a dream come true. It could have been a dream come true. But just an experience that I have always hoped I could go through. I'm a huge football fan. When we're on the road in the fall with the PBR schedule, on Saturday mornings, I get up, I pour coffee, and I watch three hours of the college game day show. I always have. It's one of my favorite shows. I love when they go to the different locations to see the fan bases and what the fan bases bring to the show. And it's just something I always wished I could be at, but I always thought, well, I'll, I'll always be working. I'll never get to go to the one of the shows. And another thing that happens to us in this business, we like to go see things, but we don't necessarily 
like to be just a spectator because we get to be on the inside workings of production shows so much that when a big one, when we're around one that we admire, we always want to see the inside workings of it. I really didn't think it would ever happen. So starting, oh, about 10 days, 12 days before college, the college game day experience that I experienced, uh, I saw that Montana State University and the Big Sky Conference were starting a social media campaign to lure in the college game day show. If you watch this podcast, you don't know what college game day is. Don't turn me off yet. Or if you do, pause it. Go on Google Google College Game Day. It's the three-hour show leading into the games of that day. And they make predictions. They do features. They do features about the markets they're in. It's a great show. And Montana State started a social media campaign to draw them in. University of Montana in Missoula started a campaign last year. And they really did kind of lay the groundwork for it and to their credit. But there are so many things that go into it, which I'll get to. Um, But the Montana State, it wasn't just a random football game at small Montana State University. It's FCS football instead of the major uh, FBS. It used to be Division I and Division I AA. Why'd they change? I have no idea. Um, But it was the Montana State, University of Montana, the Bobcat-Grizzly game, the Brawl of the Wild, whatever you want to call it, one of the oldest rivalries west of the Mississippi, the 121st meeting between the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. So let's get some hype going. In the process, Leon Costello, the athletic director of Montana State, messaged me. He texted me and said, Flint, could you do a little video on your phone Uh, about college game day coming to Bozeman. Well, if I'm going to do a video, I'm going to do a damn video. So I call Logan, who's sitting right there. Logan runs all, he's 23, so he knows how to run all this. I know how to run this and maybe this. Logan, we have equipment here. And I called him and I said, we're about, it's about 15 minutes out here. And it was cold and snowy that day. It was sunny and cold that day. By the way, the video we ended up making is on my social media, on my Facebook. Check it out. Pause. Check that out. Um, I said, I have an idea for quick cuts, throw some pictures in. And Logan read my mind and we threw together a minute. How long was it? Minute, a minute, 30, minute and a half video. In that video, one of the lines was guest picker. I'm going anyway. So we threw the video out and it got a lot of traction. It got retweet. It got reshared. It got viewed. Um, we're at a lot of views on that video, and I don't know how do we know if it gets the attention of the people that really matter. We don't. We don't know, but we like to think we made a difference. So, as the week went, I told Logan and I told everybody they're not coming to. This is fun, but they're not coming to Bozeman, Montana. Because there's so many big games. Michigan, Ohio State, there's Alabama, Auburn. It's rivalry week. Lo and behold, I was off a week. Those all used to fall on the same weekend of the Montana State-Montana game, but they're a week later now. 
So as the time got closer, people started talking more and more about it. We were on their radar because during the Saturday morning, the week before, during that game day show, Kirk Herbstreet and Pat McAfee joked about, are we going to Montana? And they don't make that decision until the games are done. Well, they can on some weekends. But the decision wasn't made. Nobody in Montana found out until Sunday morning. That next morning, that game day was coming to Bozeman, Montana. Why? And some people, okay, UM, University of Montana did a campaign last year. Probably not quite to the extent. Montana State has an amazing, uh, they do amazing media work, uh, video work. They do amazing social media work. They're one of the top in the country for social media impressions with their college teams. So they did a good job. Also, had help from the Big Sky Conference, but the game schedule of that weekend and the way the games played out completely the stars aligned for ESPN and their major college game day show to come to Bozeman. The weekend of the Bobcat Grizzly game, the, the other two options in my mind were to go to LA for USC and UCLA, or you could go to Eugene, Oregon for Oregon and Utah. Two major matchups between top, top 25 teams. Couple things happened on the way to the party. UCLA lost on that Saturday. So it took away a little bit of that major national importance of USC and UCLA. Oregon lost at home to the University of Washington. So that took Oregon completely out of the national college football playoff picture. Took them out. So it just reduced the importance of those two games a tiny bit to where game day could go. Let's go to MSU. And mayhem ensued. <laughs> uh, I've never, I don't remember, except for national championship games, in which University of Montana and Montana State have both played in. Um National semifinal game hosted by Bozeman last year. Yeah, hype. But across the state of Montana, I don't know that I've ever seen anything influence the state of Montana. like this. And I'm not talking just Montana as a sports world. There's more to it. Montana, everybody, just in general. Mayhem ensued, positive and negative. So, in that video... I had one line that said, as I said, guest, celebrity guest picker. If you haven't watched the show, every market they go to, they have a celebrity guest picker in the last 15 minutes of the show that sits there and they go through about eight or nine games and they all make their picks to who wins the game. So always the big question is, who's the guest picker? It, this season in Tennessee, it was Peyton Manning. They had Luke Combs, Luke Bryan, Justin, uh, Jordan Spieth, uh, a few that I didn't really know. But it always, uh, anyway, I'll get to that. Well, it's always somebody partial to the, to the host town. So we put out word, why not Flint? 
right? Hashtag Flint on game day. I don't know if I was ever on their radar. I got positive. I got negative. But we we got a lot of play. We got a lot of new followers. We reached out just on social media. The thing about it, it's not like it's a ballot and somebody calls you to tell you you don't win. It's always just unofficial. So about Tuesday, I get a message from the sports information director at Montana State, Bill Lamberty, uh, through social media because he didn't have my number. And he said, Flint, if you could, please send me, if it's okay, send me your phone number. The folks at game day want to talk to you about maybe having you around on Saturday. Did this. Days went by. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, no call. They don't reveal who the guest picker is. Nobody knows. The college, the town, don't. a lot of people you know, thought Bozeman had something to do with it. Even the athletic director at Montana State, as of Friday night, did not know who the guest picker was. Um, so a lot of people said I wouldn't be a good choice because they needed somebody impartial. That, hey, Montana, that's not how it works. I don't believe I'd like to look back in history, but I can venture to guess and say without proper statistics that the guest picker on college game day has never not picked the home team. So Grizzly fans, they wanted, they thought it was unfair. But like I say, fair. Fairs are for pigs with ribbons. That's all. So nobody knew. So finally, my brother Pete had rolled into Bozeman, Belgrade area, and he was having lunch, so I popped in and I was stressed, tired. I'd done a really fun TV deal Thursday morning, was kind of waiting around Friday, running a couple errands in both the Bozeman area. We were sitting at a place called The Local. Little plug there for The Local in Belgrade, Montana. So I ordered what else? At 1.30 in the afternoon on Friday, the Bobcat Grizzly game. What else do you order at lunchtime? That's right. Like a hug from an old friend on a cold day. A Pendleton whiskey. Once again, Pendleton is my friend. Pendleton came through. No lie. They served me my Pendleton on the rocks. As it should be. Pure cleansing. They set it on the table. I take one sip, set it down, and my phone rings. ESPN. Lindsay from ESPN, the producer. And the conversation went something like, we want you involved in the show. We want you to do the pre-show at 6.30 a.m. And then a segment called You Had One Job, which is a fun segment. And I said, not the guest picker. No. I said, well, who is the guest picker? Can't tell you that, Flint. Nobody knew. Hell, I don't know if they knew. So the, the, I don't know necessarily what the process is. Who knows who doesn't? Who has input? I don't know. But on the phone, I said, Lindsay, I want to tell you something. 
Montana might be a little different place than what you're used to. But if you pick a random, not random, but if you pick a celebrity that has a part-time home in Montana, but doesn't understand Montana and doesn't understand what's going on here, the people at that show and watching the show, they're not going to like it and they're going to be pissed. And she said, very, by the way, kind. They were all very nice. She said, you know, Flint, we understand that. And we get blowback with our guest picker every single week. But we have to do a show that is catered to the national audience on ESPN. And that's just the way it goes. Like, remember Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman when uh, they ran her out of the store and she went back the next day and said, big mistake, big, huge mistake. <laughs> that's all I could think. Anyway, I never was counting on it anyway. So I was good with it. Um, and then they, she proceeded to tell me that we want you in your garb, in your makeup. So if you learn, if you don't learn anything else on this podcast today, learn this. When it comes to media appearances, TV interviews, whatever it is, I hate putting the makeup on. Besides when I'm working in the arena, it's a necessary evil kind of because it's part of the deal. I just don't, I'd rather do this. But I get it. It's TV. But they didn't really know what I wore. They wanted me to wear big boots and big spurs and big jeans and cowboy, a big red nose. And so I sent him pictures of my Cooper Tire uniform. And I understood TV. I told her, I, I know I can't wear the Cooper Tire uniform. And no, there's stuff, you know, um, conflicting. Uh, what's the word? I'm a, whatever. Yeah, we couldn't wear the sponsored stuff. So I finally talked them in to letting me go dig, go to the equipment department, get some Montana State gear and that was the uniform so it was to be a part of that was really good so the guest celebrity picker was nick faldo it was amazed logan's a golfer it sits right here i was amazed how many people didn't know who nick faldo was you you but you know nick faldo because you're a golf fan Nick Faldo is a, I believe, from South Africa originally, right? Is he from South Africa or England? Okay, he is he's Sir Nick Faldo because he's, uh, I know he went to South Africa. Maybe he was doing a golf deal. He's Sir Nick Faldo because he's knighted by the Queen of England. England, he is from England. He, he's knighted by the Queen of England. But he's lived in Montana for a few months, and he called the games a match. Nick, I said hello to Nick. I told I said hello to his wife backstage and she freaked out. I said, Hey, you guys on the sideline day? How's it? And she just and I said, uh, and she goes, sorry, I'm just not used to clowns walking up talking to me. Well, no, make you a deal. I'll never do it again. So Nick Valdo, nice guy. But I had a lot of I was gonna throw in and pick all the four state championship football games going on in Montana that day. I had a lot of plans to really pull in the Montana crowd, which ESPN doesn't necessarily. That's uh, Somebody said, well, it's all about money. you damn right it's about money. It's a TV show. Guess what? We don't do this for free either. But I digress. <laughs> it was an amazing day. 
And I had to be there. I walked up to the set at college game day at 6.10 a.m. in full makeup. <laughs> I put my makeup. By the way, they don't, as far as parking, where I'm going to get dressed, not their concern. In the pickup with the heat on full blast. Walked up at 6.15 a.m. Dark. At 6.15 a.m. in Montana, in the middle of November, it's freaking dark. Like, under the bed dark. <laughs> like, uh, sky barely showing a hint of light over the bridgers. Unbelievably gorgeous. Um, walk up, 6.10 a.m. And... They have big floodlights shining out over the crowd. People were lined up a block and a half. They had a DJ playing music on their sound system. And it was like a freaking party at midnight at the Rockin' R Bar in Bozeman, Montana. It was out of control at 6 o'clock in the morning. Now, granted, probably 70% of them had not been to bed. Would you have it any other way? It's on campus. It's on campus. And so as the sun came up, my friend Brandon Sullivan with his drone took this picture. I, I kind of zoomed it down a little. You cannot see how crammed in the people were around that college game day set. They had plowed off. Those are intramural fields where they were set up. The rodeo team rode their horses by the set when they kicked off. That place, um, it's really, it, the show is made for TV. Basically, when they do all their features, it's just material on the big screens. As far as a theatrical freaking stage show right in front of you, no. It's just the atmosphere of the game day experience. Now, at about the same time, there was some guys in the front row. If you're, if it looks like a gorgeous morning, visually, they got every wide, beautiful mountain, big sky, blue sky, all that crap you can think of. They got it all. It was the most picturesque, crystal clear Montana morning. By the way, all you people who say ranching and cows and agriculture is re the real pollution, you're so full of shit. Because it is crystal clear here in Montana. But there was two two college kids in the front row of the game day set. Brought this along. Yep. <laughs> Once the sun came up, it was still about minus four degrees. Let me tell you, it was cold. I was okay. My feet were frozen. Um, bless. Hey, I didn't even tell Logan this. That night, in the middle of the night, they were scrambling to go on the air on time because that whole system is run by huge diesel generators. You know, they don't run power. They don't, they don't run to an outlet. Huge, these big, huge diesel generators uh, run all the power, everything on that set. In the middle of the night, they gelled up. They froze up. The generators quit in the middle of the night. That's how cold it was. So they were scrambling. They got everything running crazy. A wonderful production. Uh, just to be, I hung, I think they thought I was crazy because I hung backstage pretty much the whole time. There was a tent where they kept all the wireless microphones when they wire you up that had blowers in it and it was warm in there. So I stood with those guys. 
never ran into a person on the whole college game day crew that wasn't as kind and friendly as they could possibly be. And they were busy as crap too. I mean, they were swamped kind as could be. I did a segment with David Pollack, former Georgia, great football player. Kind as could be. Um, Pat McAfee, kind as can be. Never met the other guys. They're up on the stage. It's not exactly everybody just milling around. But shout out to everybody involved and a couple things I want to show you. Uh, It was an honor that they treated the university. Some of the features were so cool about Montana. I want to go back. You have it recorded? I think my mom has it recorded. Oh yeah, my mom has it recorded. Uh, I I want to watch some of the features they did how it looked on TV. It was it was gorgeous. Not only that, treating everybody re- with respect. My girls have been on the rodeo team there for years. My oldest daughter Shelby's now coach. Paige is still on the team. And the rodeo team's such a cool little feature, a small part of the game football game day experience at Montana State. The horses running down the field with the flags and college game day. Thank you to them for including the rodeo team in a lot of what they did. With that in mind, a a great addition to the college game day, uh, what college game day is, is a guy that I'm on the same page with a lot. I love his energy. I'd love to be in that position. Uh, He has his own media, his own show. Pat McAfee is a huge addition energy-wise to the college game day show. And thanks to him for being so kind to my girls, the whole rodeo team, and myself. Uh, the buckle he wore, he always wore his big belt buckle, was this that week on game day was the Pinocchio Stampede Champion Tie-Down Roper buckle that belongs to my good friend Shane Hanchy. So um, showed him my gold buckle. He loved it. But he did a little feature with the rodeo team the day before. Here's how it aired on College Game Day. Logan. The champion oh, rodeo oh, team oh, here, Dad. That's me, That's me, Rotten Bird. And there's me unsuccessfully <laughs> a calf. There's me learning from Coach Kyle, who's a professional cowboy, about how to go ahead and wrestle a steer if you're going to have to. Sometimes they get a little bit wild out in the place. Oh, and you got to grab Montana State Rodeo Team, Coach Kyle and everybody was so hospitable. I asked, I said, excuse me, I have no problems with that steer. Why would I tackle that thing? And they said, don't you worry. That steer is incredibly tough. That steer is incredibly quick. So that makes it even more impressive. That was my first trial. First I trial. my pants. Dude, around in horse dude, poop. I know you, clothes. You had and his you head look, down, down like on the ground, natural. and he looked up at you like, do I have yeah. to do this? And you're like, come on, help me. Come on. I, I didn't want to be, so they do that in like three seconds. They had the the best cowgirl in America is a member of the Montana State rodeo team. It was unbelievable. That's I had serious. no idea what I was walking into. I thought I was going to ride a horse for a little bit. You know, me on billionaire. You saw. I thought I was maybe going to watch them do some stuff. Then all of a sudden they're like, hey, you want to stare down a live animal and tackle that thing? I'm like, I don't think so, but I feel like I'm going to have to. And I'm thankful I did. What a time in Montana. Thank you, Montana State. Thank you, the rodeo team. I'll remember that forever. Boom, man, old man. Nine-time national champs. What a great thing. For everything, everything Montana, and I'll talk a little bit more about that here 
second part of this, what I'm, what else I'm going to cover. But that does everybody good. And Pat, thanks, Pat McAfee. I know he's technically was just my guest on my on my podcast. He may not know that. He may not like it. I don't care. Uh, what are they going to do? What do we have that they can take, right? In addition to that, um, so I was told I was on the... Um, you had one job segment. And it's basically, I've seen it. I knew the segment. So the makeup and what I wore fit very well. It's a lighthearted segment about guys that do things during the game that kind of go wrong or we give opinions on. So we talked our way through these highlights and then they turned it over to me. They asked me what I could do that kind of applies to my job. And I said, I, I don't know. And they say, can you lasso? Well, we don't use that word. We don't use that word. We're, cowboys say they can rope. Yeah. Sometimes they say, I can rope shit out of that camp. <laughs> like, you know, so I can rope. So they wouldn't let me rope the grizzly mascot. It was going to be nice. Like for some reason that looks bad on ESPN. Uh, so the mechanical bull game was on it was i tr i had one practice shot off camera didn't go well the head was huge i knew i was gonna miss i i mean but i can play it off so we're coming off looking at these highlights jess sims david pollock my college game day segment i want to what? say thanks to the nine-time national champion bobcat rodeo team let's go oh uh oh that's up david you got one job. Don't mess it up. He got it out. On the first try. Yes, sir. Uh -oh. <laughs> that poor Henry. That poor Henry. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Reese. That was too good. Back to you. I'm going to take him with See, on the highlights, some guys did the gritty and then did snow angels, so it all fit. So thanks to those guys. That was a lot of fun. And I mean, slick horned that old mechanical bull just like no steer, no rodeo. I Derek Begay'd him. If you know, you know. If you know Derek Begay, you know I Derek Begay'd him. Maybe in Montana, I Dustin birded him. Maybe that's what I did. Anyway, so there you go. Great stuff. By the way, when I did that, it was about three degrees. It had really warmed up. No coat. No coat for me. No, sir. It's what we do. So this all centered around the, the biggest thing is, and it's a huge week in Montana every week. It's the Bobcat Grizzly game, the University of Montana, Montana State. Everybody who knows me at all, and if you're watching this, you probably know, I'm a big sports guy. I'm a big football guy. And because... I believe I said this during COVID when they shut down all sports. It seems like a small thing when sports shut down or don't happen. But in my world, I do not believe that because I believe sports provide us passion. And I don't, I think without passion in our lives, some sort of passion, we die and we're not healthy. Um, sports provide that passion. They provide rivalry in a peaceful way. They provide most it, peaceful in the big picture. Um, and it comes, passion comes in many sources and I understand that, but sports is one that is usually healthy where you can cheer against somebody and then you go have a beer after. So I believe sports are needed and rivalries are needed, but 
I also believe it has gone a little different direction. If there's one thing that Coach Bobby Houck of the University of Montana Grizzly said a couple of years ago that I might agree with, it's that the Bobcat Grizzly, and, and I say this using that as an example because I'm sure it's happened other places too. I know it has. It's almost not fun sometimes anymore. I feel like it's gone a different direction. Um, in Montana, Montana State, there's always been hate. There's always been love for your team and hate for the other team or a friend, friendly rivalry with the other team. It goes uh, either way for a lot of people. But in that different direction, it's gone. Of course, one reason it's gone that way is because of social media. And here we are. In essence, a form of social media, even in a podcast. Because it gives people the outlet to be junior high kids, in my opinion. I feel like I try to stay diplomatic. Yep, I'm wearing a Montana State Bobcat shirt. Uh, but both teams ended up in the in the football playoffs. Bobcat's a higher seed. Um, but with social, I've always tried to stay diplomatic. Um, I have always said, and uh, my sister put it a good way, so I always quote her, say, um, cheer unapologetically for your team while respecting your opponent. Because the fact is, both teams were good. You can't say they suck, they suck. That's emotion. Emotion skews perception in every aspect of our life. That is why oftentimes in a, in a crime, an eyewitness is the worst evidence you can have because emotion skews perception. And I really try in my life to not let that happen. I feel like I can watch a football game between Montana State and University of Montana. And when the ref makes a call, I feel like I, my perception's pretty accurate where I can say, yeah, that was a really good call. But holy cow. Are some people not like that? And social media has given them that outlet to sit at a keyboard and, and rip their opponent apart. Listen, everybody, I'm a grown man and I'm watching football. Not only am I watching football, I'm watching 20-year-olds freaking play football. So you got to keep it in perspective a little. In the state of Montana... I will, I will concede to the fact it isn't just about football. It's about two different kinds of livelihoods. It's about the University of Montana that is a, a liberal arts school in a town of Missoula that is uh, politically leans a little different than the other side of the state, whatever you think on that. Bozeman, the land-grant college of Montana that's still an agricultural university, the ag school, so then, of course, it gets called Moo U from the University of Montana. So that provides fodder for a rivalry. It's an engineering school. Two very, in my opinion, very different schools. Now, both teams are made up of recruits from out of state, but also a core of really great Montana kids that love to play the game. And, and it keeps those crowds from Montana engaged. So it not only it's, is it about football, it's about a tale of two different little cities in Montana. Um, 
so I understand it, but it is, like I said, it is turned not fun anymore in some things. And through the whole social media experience of the week of Montana State hosting game day and Missoula not, I got it too. I got the best of people and I got the worst of people. So thank you to everybody. It was quite an experience here for us. And by us, I mean the guys that are in this room helping me all the time. Logan here, we, we monitor social media, what's going on. Quite an experience. And it's, it, what, a, what a great thing uh, in my life that I try to never take for granted. The thousands of people out there that were lobbying for me to be the guest picker, friends and strangers that reached out and said, you'd be the best choice. Very humbling. But things I heard from Montanans. Now I'm kind of speaking to Montanans. Things I heard. Yes, University of Montana is a better stadium. This is stupid. The, the litter box that they call the Bobcat Stadium, the litter box. Something got buried in there this past, a couple of weeks ago. Yes, what uh, University of Montana sets the set the standard for a stadium in Montana and in the entire FCS lower level division college football. But guess what? They don't film it in the stadium. They didn't even film the football game. So, um, the big thing was Yellowstone's not even filmed in Bozeman. We know good. It's you know where it's filmed, Missoula takes place in Bozeman, but it's filmed in Missoula. So a lot of people think we here in Montana completely identify everything we do with Yellowstone. I got so many comments. Is Governor John Dutton there? Well, he's not really the governor. Somebody asked me, did you see Governor Dutton at the game? No, but I saw Governor Gianforti, the real governor, like that's not on TV, saw him. I don't know that he's as, maybe he's as, he's pretty cool. Maybe not Kevin Costner. Cool probably cooler actually um i'll tell you what surprises me about our state the state where i've lived nowhere else montana is the only state i've ever lived in and um i'm gonna close with that by the way uh montana state montana is the only state i've ever lived in i'm proud of that i'm not a complete montana loyalist where i say i'd never live anywhere else wherever life might take me someday but it's disappointing to me, very disappointing. I don't ever want to say I'm disappointed in you, Montana. There was a few comments out there about, I, I posted a video of my girls and the entire, a lot of the rodeo team on horseback down Main Street of Bozeman, Montana, leading the ESPN game day bus down Main Street. And it was a party. It was an excuse for people in Bozeman to party on a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> and I saw comments what an embarrassment for the state of Montana. Well, I saw one guy posted that. And by the way, I do sometimes pull up profiles and find out where people are from and why you would say that. And I'm thought, thinking this guy must be, I wonder where he's from. He's from Helena. He was a weed guy, not a weed guy, a noxious weed guy. Oh yeah, horses. What an embarrassment. Uh, not a real cowboy in the bunch. It's Bozeman. There's no real cowboys left there. BS. That's disappointing to me. The biggest one, and I think this relates to a lot of states across the U.S. This is a bigger, this is a bigger statement and picture than anything having to do with football. Because in the last few years, this has really come up in Montana. When it was announced, college game day was coming to Bozeman. So many comments. 
why don't you drive 40 miles either way and see real Montana? I'm guilty of it. I've, I've, I've had people across the country, just because I get tired of it, say, we watch Yellowstone, are you from Bozeman? And I always say, no, I'm from real Montana, which I mean, it's a little different feel. But what is real Montana? That was the big topic that stood out to me. Montanans fighting amongst themselves as to what real Montana is. And I, it made me start, so this whole experience made me start thinking, what is real Montana? Yeah, I've been guilty of it. Big Sky, eh, not real Montana. Bozeman, oh boy, it's sure different. Every part of Montana is real Montana. It just might look a little different, have a little different style and a little different buzz and a little, little different feel, but we have got to accept the fact every part of Montana is real Montana. From Ekalaka to Eureka, from Mile City to Superior, from Hamilton to Culbertson, it's all real Montana. Clip. <laughs> uh, I, I said to somebody the other day, he said, Bozeman's not real. Bos Angeles. Bos Angeles. I get it. Los Angeles and Libzula. That's the two. Now, for everybody in Montana that wants to call Bozeman, Los Angeles, I'll make you a deal. I showed the schedule earlier. We go to Los Angeles later in the PBR season on February 25th and 26th. We go to Los Angeles. If you think Bozeman is, Los, is like Los Angeles, I'll tell you what. There's a direct flight from Bozeman to Los Angeles. Come spend two days with me, and then you tell me that Bozeman's not Montana, that it's like Los Angeles. Come along with me. I've traveled in all but like three or four states in this country, and there's still, no matter how many people move into Montana, it's still real Montana. All of it. And Bozeman, I, I, I said to somebody the other day, is, is it only real Montana if half the stores on Main Street are boarded up and your school enrollment is half what it used to be? Because I'm kind of from a town like that. And if that's all that makes, if your struggle and what you worry about is what makes it Montana, I think you're wrong. And I appreciate the work. And it's sad for me to see some of the, many of the small towns in Montana. That's why there's so many um, co-op schools, sports teams, because it isn't what it used to be. But that doesn't just make it real Montana. It's all real Montana. And it was amazing to me to see people fight over that. Um, but funny thing, um, on game day in Bozeman, Montana, all those people, there was 23,000 at the game. And for a lot of you, you're thinking that doesn't sound like very many because you, well, down at LSU, we got 100,000. Let me tell you something. Those 23,000 in Bobcat Stadium were partying as hard as any of you could party. And it's a great atmosphere. But they all, they all gather in Bozeman or they all gather in Missoula. In North Dakota, they gather in Fargo or South Dakota State, they gather. I mean, all these rural rural states and everybody gets along i was in a tailgate party with grizzly fans and it's funny once game day comes around the people that 
kind of have had a life or can have a life are there. Rest of them are sitting home bitching in front of their phones. So it was a great experience, but I hope no matter what we say to people moving into a state like Montana, no matter how much we tell them to go home and don't move here, the state is full, really doesn't make a difference. They just think you're a dick. That's what I, and it's a compliment. Somebody, a, a lot of times winter sets in in Montana like it did during game day. And they said, this will keep them out. This will make those people who move there move away. And I've talked to people that have moved here and they say, if you see where I came from, snow and cold, it's part of the deal in Montana and we love it. Now, do I like to see everything? Let me make something very clear. Do I like to see everything in Montana change? No, I don't. I like my childhood. I remember what it was like. I remember what a lot of these towns were like 40 years ago. So I get it. But the best I can do is just try to hold on to the culture I grew up with and hold on to what makes me deep down inside a person from Montana. And that's all any of us can do. And part of, to me, being a Montanan is for years. We love Montana. Everybody's so friendly. Sometimes with everybody moving in, I worry that we're not being friendly. And to be being a Montanan is treating everyone I can with the respect, first of all, that they earn. But that is part of it to me, and that's part of a Montana to me. So I don't want to go on all day about it. But it was something that, through the, as the week went, really bothered me and, and eats at me a little bit about what, it, what truly is Montana, and it all is. And I've been, I've been to Plentywood and Culbertson and Scobie and Opime, and I've also been to Superior and Plains and Kalispell and Whitefish uh, and everywhere in between is all Montana. It's amazing how different it is from one side to the other. And that's what makes it great. And at the end of the week on social media, as Pat McAfee posted on social media, man, Montana is rather fantastic. I hope we were good hosts and I hope he had fun. I hope they all had fun. I know they're just now warming up. So uh, that's, a, that's a special statement from a guy that I think adds a lot to our sports world. So a solo, according to Flint this week, off we go through the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Go on PBR.com and look, uh, hit the tab up in the corner for schedule. Go to Unleash the Beast schedule. Those are the ones I'll be at from now until the World Finals in May. Hold on, everybody. Grab the saddle horn. Guide the reins. We got a big schedule ahead of us, and, and we're going to kick its ass. We're going to do it every way we can. Thanks for joining me, everybody. See you next time.